Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. Carl, this week's show is on prayer and why prayer needs focus and repetition. We've had a couple shows on prayer, but it's a very, very important topic, and this is no exception. Yes, absolutely. Prayer is greatly underestimated in terms of its potential to help a person. It does require belief. You have to have faith, and that's part of the deal. So this is where people get off track. And they may not believe in themselves either. They might feel unworthy. So that's another requirement to have a prayer acted on. And the other thing is what you do when you pray and how focused that prayer is. Is it specific as to what you need to have? And also putting the amount of intention behind it. You know, not make a quick casual prayer and then never look back but to repeat the prayer. So we'll be talking about these things. Yeah, we're looking into it in detail, yes. All right, you asked Creator, as an introduction to this topic, can Creator briefly summarize why prayer is necessary at all? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator, in Creator's words. This is a very good question. There are many misconceptions about the divine, what our role is, what it ought to be, and the role of human in conducting their affairs and interacting with the divine. All are important considerations. The greater the clarity about the interaction and the rules and force and how we will or will not interact with you are vital to your future success as well as ours. We have a vast experiment of a sort underway, bestowing upon humanity special privileges heretofore not allowed on the part of anyone in the universe. Everything within the visible universe and other dimensions is our creation, but we want very much to have variety and opportunities for a kind of independence of creativity on aspects of our consciousness. And in this pursuit, we create many, many beings of all kinds, various types of animals and plant life, as well as sentient beings with higher level functioning. There are advanced beings in other dimensions who greatly outrank you in intellectual firepower. That is true of physical extraterrestrials who you contend with at the current time because they are on the earth, although behind the scenes, but interfering with your world. When we created your galaxy, we created a vast free will zone of free agency to allow the life forms to be responsible for determining their fate or fortune, as the case may be. You are all given the gifts of free agency to do what you choose, go where you choose to go, and live your life as you wish, with a total freedom to express that free will by making any choices you desire. This comes with it the necessity to reckon with other beings who may be competing for space, for resources, and have desires of their own, which may or may not align with yours. So there may end up being conflicts, but that is anticipated and a part of the broad learning that can be a tremendous benefit from going through the exercise to prepare yourselves 
for a further enhancement that we can bestow when you are truly ready. To get there requires your success in mastering the environment you have been given despite the complications that have developed. There are times when calling on us is very, very appropriate. You are in a state of ignorance about many, many things. We can help you with insight and wisdom, with guidance and reminders and useful hints to help foster making good choices and devising strategies more likely to be successful and not, and so on. We can help you to stay safe, to shield you from some things and protect you, but you must always ask, otherwise we will leave you entirely on your own. This is the biggest misconception people have about the divine, that God will take care of everything, that God knows all, God knows what will happen, so God can step in and prevent difficulties, right the wrongs that occur, and seek justice on the behalf of the downtrodden, and so on. While we have the power and wherewithal to do all of these things, we will not act unilaterally because that will short-circuit the task of learning and growth underway here as a proving ground for human capability. You must demonstrate success in being able to manage things, to earn your way forward, in a sense, in gaining greater power, knowledge, and reach. We can certainly help you, and that is part of the learning, to know your limits, to know what the divine realm is all about and what it can do and cannot do, and have the discernment to use good judgment about bringing the resource to bear. This is what prayer is for, to use good judgment about bringing this resource to bear to call on us in meaningful ways at appropriate times and in a way that can get the desired end result. This too requires learning and a greater understanding about the rules for interacting, how we go about doing things and the criteria we use to decide what is appropriate and what may not be. The better you understand us, the better you will be in making requests for assistance that are likely to pay off and sooner rather than later. This is what your channel has been doing for quite some time now to optimize his healing protocol by learning how the divine realm goes about healing and incorporating requests for the same high-level interventions we bring to bear for such needs. And this at once gives great power to this lightworker healing protocol because it speaks our language with respect to the intention and is in divine alignment and includes many strategies for greater empowerment greater leverage to get the greatest level of divine intervention allowable. This is analogous to what people need to learn about prayer, that the purpose is to ask for help. The more you learn about the rules of the road, so to speak, the better you will be at making your prayers count. Well, I want to underscore that last point there, that the purpose is to ask for help, H-E-L-P. You know, I didn't pick the word worship out of any of this, Carl. No. And this is a thing that surprises people. You know, God does not require worship of itself. It's nice to have friends. It's nice to be loved. And God appreciates love from us and understanding and respect, of course, like we all do. Absolutely. We all want to be acknowledged and, and, and thought well of and appreciated. But God does not expect us to go bow down every two minutes and pay homage and send our thanks and our love with nothing else. 
right. because we're the ones who need it, not not the Almighty. The Almighty doesn't need our worshiping. It needs us to be hale and hearty and happy and successful and joyous and ex- expanding the consciousness of the entire unity that's involved here, the human family plus creator. And and so we've got it kind of backwards. We yes. should be helping one another and helping ourselves to do much better than we're doing right now. And not sitting around waiting for God to do it and thinking all we need to do is go and pay our respects once a week with a prayer of worship <laughs> And then, you know, being inert and not doing anything to better ourselves or asking specifically for that to happen. Right. Yeah, it's uh, not working out too well for, for most of us, I think. You ask Creator, is it true to say that the true purpose of prayer is not to inform Creator and the divine realm, but to permit it? Is prayer a kind of license to operate that each human being issues to the divine realm? Okay, this gets really encapsulating the the main issue here we've been talking about. And Creator says, this is a good analogy because the need here is to make explicit a human desire and to create a specific intention for what you would like to see happen. What you wish to see happen may be different from what we believe to be most useful for you. We might well be content to let You continue experiencing the karmic lesson of difficulty and struggle, knowing it will serve you and toughening you up and strengthening your character. It is not we do not appreciate what you are going through. It is simply we have different criteria and a longer view and perspective of things. We never enjoy anyone's suffering and would rather bring relief to them. But we also know it will not serve them to be excessively protective because then few lessons will be learned. Growth cannot happen, and inner strengthening from learning to handle adversity will not be taking place at the same rate and to the same degree as needed to get the most from your experience. By launching a prayer with a clear intention, you are essentially making a specific, actionable request. In many cases, at least, the divine realm can understand and follow provided there is not an overriding consideration that a karmic lesson is underway that must be allowed to play out for a longer period of time. Without your request, we must leave you alone. It is possible you will fail utterly to make any progress in the current life, in which case it will have been largely wasted as a lost opportunity. But we must let such things happen if the person in charge of themselves fails to do anything useful to move forward in some way and remains stagnant or even falls backward by embracing negative negativity and undermining themselves to cause a worsening of things. So in effect, they lose ground and end up wounded and deprived. So the karmic wounds that result will require healing and may well take another lifetime to undo the harm done with the current life of difficulty, struggle, and failure. Without a clear request for assistance, and ideally with instructions about specifics, we may have to stand by passively and watch it happen. We simply cannot act on our own, even though we feel tremendous compassion for the sufferer. You know, this is probably the biggest hang-up I've had with prayer myself personally throughout most of my life. And I can honestly say, Carl... I've probably said more prayers in the last two years than I have in the entire previous lifetime. 
that I've been here, and I'm 57 years old, so that's saying a lot. Um, I was always always under the impression that I was a good guy. I believed in God all the time. I never not believed in the Creator and the divine realm. But I thought, you know, hey, as long as I'm not, you know, being a scourge and a plague on other people, you know, the the, the guy's got my back, you know, and it's going to take care of me. And you know, yeah. I, I kind of thought that, you know, God knows everything, so God knows what I need, and He'll deliver it when necessary, and all that. I really didn't understand this whole prayer thing. It never really clicked until yeah. fairly recently. Well, unfortunately, religion serves to disempower people as much as uplift them. It keeps them mindful of the fact there is a God out there. But it often steers people to do the wrong things at the wrong time and to be more passive than is good for them. And that's what we're hearing here. We need to take action, each one of us, as best we can. Absolutely. You asked Creator, can Creator share the importance of actually addressing the prayer to God, Creator, and or Divine Realm, as opposed to, say, the universe? Would an analogy be making two copies of a letter of intent and desire for some benefit, sticking them in envelopes, and putting an actual address on one, and nothing on the other except perhaps to whom it may concern? In our physical world, one will get delivered, and the post office will have no idea what to do with the other one. Is this an apt analogy at all? All right, and this is what Creator says in answer. This is a good analogy because we have very specific clear-cut rules about engaging with humans. And one of the rules states, we can only do what is asked of us directly. If you make an entreaty to the light, but do not think of it as the divine creator, but simply believe that perhaps white light has special power, you will not be talking to us and we cannot answer your prayer. This is this kind of thinking, the lack of definition used by many people thinking they're being spiritual, but not addressing the divine specifically, are fooling themselves that they're in spiritual alignment when they, in fact, are not. It is a deliberate disempowerment that has been arranged with the disinformation campaign to make people believe they can make anything happen because they are light beings. It is true that you are divine and you come into an incarnation from a state where you were a light being, free roaming and quite powerful in your energetic reach. But when you incarnate into a physical body, it is only with a small portion of your soul and you will be quite constrained energetically in what you can make happen. You essentially are in a weakened state, a state of lack and limitation. The very purpose of such an existence is to give you that experience of starting over so you will once again understand firsthand what it means to struggle, what it means to be in an awkward environment and to have limitations you cannot surmount readily and must find ways to compensate and cope with the difficulties you face. That is the purpose of the exercise, not to make people suffer but to give them a training in handling negativity of all kinds inflicted on them by others and inflicted on them by themselves through careless thoughts and lack of belief in something better. All of this does have a purpose and eventually it will be clear to you. We see the lack of clarity and the disconnection you suffer that requires you find out about us in some way and build faith many times from the beginning and sometimes all on your own. 
as a useful exercise, even though it is quite challenging and some will fail to make it happen and will suffer as a result. We did not choose this to happen for you, but we see the benefit nonetheless. There are many things of this kind that you are gaining even as you struggle under the load. We know where you are going. If you trust in us and put your faith in us, we will help you get there and bring about a grand awakening and a graduation to a better existence overall that exceeds your wildest dreams compared to where you are presently. Yeah, this whole idea of um, being disconnected, and that creates a, an atmosphere of challenge for us that we have to rise above. It's interesting that Crater says that that was not the original intent, but nevertheless, because that's come about due to interlopers, there is a benefit to it. There's a, there's, it's kind of like a child that's placed into a difficult situation and forced to grow up prematurely. Uh, it can be a profoundly learning experience, but it's difficult. Yes, yes. Well, you know, this is the age-old story. We started out in the Garden of Eden. We had perfection here on the planet. Life was good. We had us, we had nature, and we were in a state of joy and, and happiness because the, everything was plentiful Conditions were mild. We had a beautiful nest prepared for us. And lo and behold, along came evil. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the falling out of the angelics in the heavenly realm, and they turned dark, and they corrupted a lot of other beings, and then found their way to us and started corrupting us. And now we've got corrupted physical ETs here breathing down our necks and governing our world. So we're in trouble and we're coming from behind now because we have to heal those interlopers to yes. prevail. Indeed. And we need help from the divine. Yeah, that's a, it's a divine level problem has been, is what's been communicated many times over. Um, and, you know, this is what we're here for. We're here to, to, to help bring that knowledge to, to everybody. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can get our prayer book, since we are talking about prayer, at GetWisdom.com slash prayer. And please also check out our Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can uh, engage us for sessions that we can do on your behalf. You can check that out at our website under the uh, healing banner on the webpage. Uh, also, you can check out the LHP uh, requirements itself at GetWisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more on prayer right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. 
Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We're talking about prayer this week, the need for focusing on prayer, and also the need for repetition. I'd say the first segment was really about why we need to pray at all, why we need to pray at all. And I think this upcoming segment, and maybe the last one too, are going to get into how this kind of works. So it's, it's really intriguing stuff, Carl. Well, it's important to understand at least some of the basics, because this will help you truly get a feeling for what the divine is looking for from us. This is the hardest thing for people, I think, you know, that you think God knows everything. So why should you have to spell it out? Exactly. <laughs> You know, just help me, help me, make me well, heal me, you know, but that's a very weak prayer request because what God wants to see is that you figure out what you need in more detail than that and, and learn something about healing and learn something about how to live in the best way and to tell when things are not as they should be and they're out of alignment in certain respects. So the more you learn about how you're getting off track and why, the more specific you can ask for a divine remedy, so to speak. So you know, I've always thought that what God was after with us was self-managing beings yes. you know, who are responsible and who are moral and who do the right thing at the right time. And that takes wisdom. That's what this is all about. U.S. Creator, humans have been unable to create permanent batteries that will store forever. Stored energy always seems to find a way to drain or bleed off. In fact, because the nature of energy is flow or movement, is the whole notion of storing energy a kind of a misnomer? How would one go about storing a river or a waterfall, for instance? Since the whole purpose of prayer is to shape intent, which is itself a kind of non-static flowing construct, could this help to account why prayer does not store well and why it needs to be continuously replenished? All right, and this is what Creator says. We understand the metaphors here and agree that it is useful to have this description in the discussion as well. Prayer, indeed, is not static. It is not a plaque hanging on a wall somewhere that has no function unless someone reads it and puts the words into action of some kind. It is intended to be a living, breathing instruction to be acted on, to be put into practice, and to make something happen. Even if it is a request for something to happen just in case of a disaster, there must be a surveillance and a vigilance both to know when the conditions have been met to enact the meaning and intention of the prayer and put that into action of some kind to rescue someone or improve a situation that develops. So it is very, very true that the partnership with the divine is a living, breathing interplay of energies that is always on the move because life is always unfolding. Even if all you do is sit in an armchair all day long, the rest of the world engages in many things and eventually may impinge on you even though your life might be very stable and uncomplicated. 
most people are out and about at work, in school, traveling, visiting friends and family, and so on. And many things happen from day to day that need to be managed, and decisions of all kinds need to be made. And those decisions will have consequences. This is the interplay of life in sharing the planet with other beings and needing others in your life as well. Ideally, people have loving companions to spend time with and share their lives with. We are making our case here that we need to be one of those loving companions. So when you make that a goal, it will likely be one of the best decisions you ever make. So that is quite a lot of future potential goodness you're putting into motion with the simple launching of a prayer request. By the same token, it is a launching of energy. To pray at regular intervals, we'll clearly be launching more energy. If that prayer is identical, with an identical intention, it will be launching additional energy of intention with each repetition. So that future potential may come around quicker and be more powerfully answered and bring even greater benefits to you because you are putting ever greater intention in on a regular basis that the divine can use in acting on the prayer requests to bring them into reality for your betterment. It is much like putting money in the bank for a rainy day. And then when that rainy day comes, having an emergency fund of consequences to take care of whatever might be needed. So repetitive prayer is building a storehouse of intention. And you are deciding what that storehouse consists of. Is it a one-way gifting of something to the divine? But if you lead a life of purpose in divine alignment, why would we not want you to be wildly successful in every particular. To have a loving family, friends, a bountiful life with a successful way of earning a living that brings you joy and perhaps even recognition by others and earning of respect because of your capabilities and accomplishments and to be free from worry because you're supported financially and so on. Suffering is only of value as a springboard for taking action to bring forth an answer, either from one's own energy and initiative and creative talents, or through a partnership with the divine, in which case you will end up with better circumstances and more of what you want in all likelihood. As always, an action step is needed. Starting the ball rolling with a prayer containing the desired intention for what you want to happen is a grand beginning. It will only become grander by maintaining what focus and dedicating by maintaining that focus and dedicating yourself to bring about what you wish to see happen, doing as much from your end as you can. That is the true meaning of a partnership, after all. To think of it as walking together side by side, hand in hand, but not us carrying you, because you become helpless and have no wherewithal to contribute. No one wishes to live that way. So be careful to not create that circumstance for yourself by becoming passive and expecting the divine to carry the load entirely. You know, I think one of the most important things that was said here is that prayer is the launching of energy. You know, and that um, energy can be launched in different amounts. And, you know, if you want a big 
answer to to an issue, you have to launch a big request, essentially. Yes, yes, that's a good way of stating it. This is why they talk about a fervent prayer request, a fervent prayer request, when it's done with very powerful desire and intention behind it. Maybe praying for the health restoration of a loved one or dealing with a calamity of some kind that causes great suffering or pain. You know, these are some of the worst of situations and prayer is very heartfelt in those moments. It's better to prepare in advance and have a good relationship with the divine. So you're not praying out of desperation where fear can erode the quality of your thoughts and the loving vibration that keeps you in harmony. So we'll we'll be talking about those aspects uh, as we, we go forward with this series. But if you pray and pray and pray and pray, it, it adds more and more in the bank, so to yes. speak. Yes. You ask Creator, can Creator comment on the shelf life of a single prayer? A single prayer for personal protection was said on, say, New Year's Day and not repeated again for an entire year. Does it have a kind of half-life like nuclear radiation does? All right, and Creator tells us the following. We understand your analogy, but it is not accurate in the sense that radioactive decay proceeds very precisely in a predictable way because the energies are otherwise constant and there is no variability inherent in the consciousness of the matter giving rise to the energy. Humans, on the other hand, are volatile, highly variable, and always in a state of flux because their consciousness is always seeking things, so people are ever-changing. When a prayer is launched, it is a thought in the moment with a certain perspective based on a certain past history culminating in that moment's desire to launch their request and the intention that is shaped in the doing will depend on who that person is at that point in time. Situations, circumstances, and the energies will all be in flux and will be changing over time. The needs for what was requested in the prayer will be varying and changing. The needs may grow. The needs may diminish. At the same time, there is the energy of the partnership with Creator that will always be a factor in governing action taken to answer any prayer requests that are outstanding. It is no different than a human relationship. If you ask something of a friend, a colleague, or a family member and do not hear from them for a time, A gentle reminder might cause them to spring into action and follow through to fulfill a request. But if you let that go and never bring it up again, it may end up considered obsolete, if not forgotten, and then nothing may come of it. So we are describing here the fact this is not static. It is not as though there are a file of old prayers moldering until God gets around to it. There is a dynamic interaction in play between you and the Almighty on a moment-to-moment basis. So it is your agenda, your schedule, your sense of prioritization that will govern all that takes place. If you forget about a prayer, the divine may give that much lower status in keeping with your new perspective that it now rates little in importance. So what we are saying is, out of sight, out of mind. 
And that works to lower the energy behind what might be pending in the assumption in making the initial prayer request. But you must also take into account that there will be an ever-changing energetic equation you are participating in on an ongoing basis. And that can override and tend to diminish old business because the doings of life are making it more and more obsolete unless its importance is reinstated by revisiting the prayer and making an additional request. This again explains in a different way why daily prayer from a list of prayers covering all the basic needs of life is such a good idea because it keeps them on the front burner, so to speak. They are out there in front as a major request because it is being attended to daily. Not that you are stopping your life dramatically and putting everything on hold, even critical things, to launch these prayers. It is simply that by taking a few minutes out of your day and giving them their due, they will never be far from mine or from creator's perspective of the intention you are holding for them to be honored and given a priority. And that is what will get results. You know, I I think a lot of people don't have never really thought that prayer maybe is subject to entropy in a sense. You know, that uh, if, if it's not held together by intention, it has a tendency to kind of drift apart, you know, like the universe, essentially. Yes. Well, I think that's that's what is being described here, that energy needs to move. It has a, a flow and the intention in its creation or launching is what governs what happens. Yes. And when you launch that prayer with a certain target in mind, a certain set of criteria and conditions, that gets noted and it's out there kind of whirling about and will be monitored by the divine and acted on accordingly. But at the same time, creator is reacting to us still. Yeah. So if our agenda changes and our goals change, that can make a prayer less important, less of a priority, and and creator will know that and understand it. But also neglect, sheer neglect, yeah. leaves us vulnerable to creator moving on. Sure, yes, and that, that's an insight there, for sure. Carl, you asked creator, can a protection prayer said by a deceased father for the protection of his son be answered decades later? Will the prayer power be degraded, but still sufficient to deliver the goods decades later? Well, maybe not centuries later when the son is reincarnated. Okay. And Creator tells us, there is a general decline in applicability, if not doability, of a prayer. As we've discussed elsewhere with you about prayers launched but not reinforced through repetition, If it is for a powerful reason with a large intention behind it, it might well persist beyond the life of the person in the living because their intention still matters. It was given by them by virtue of their standing as a divine being and extension of creator and has worth and value in its own right and will not matter where you are and what you might be doing, even if you are continuing to be in the living or back in the higher astral realm. So such a prayer can be acted on for something of great importance, like protection and safety. It can even extend into another life. And this is true of many human thoughts and commitments, such as vows, oaths, 
and agreements that are made as a solemn promise. This is the power of intention, to be sure. It is quite real, and this is why you need to take life seriously, and especially such interactions, because they do go on record, and there may be karmic consequences from failure to live up to your end of the bargain, but there can also be adverse things that might happen if the intention is not lofty. And this is where people get into trouble with high-level psychic attacks that might even outlive them in their reach, destructive force, and negative karmic consequences that will return to them when they return into an incarnation and that negative karma catches up with them. So life is a serious matter and has a serious energy supporting it and is more wondrous than people give it credit for. So you can count on your long-term objectives being honored. But keep in mind, the best policy is regular reinforcement. So the energetic equation favors action more than inaction. We had another question for the segment, but we're down to one minute, Carl. So, um, but yeah, this last one is is particularly informative that, uh, you know, the prayer said with great intent can have a long shelf life, essentially, and, and come to bear many, many decades into the future, even in a future lifetime. But it's best to reinforce it. Yes, absolutely. And this we're learning a powerful lesson here. And I hope people will take this to heart. You can't overpray. You know, God has said to me directly, you will not wear us out. <laughs> you know, if it's a prayer that is self-pitying and woe is me and and wallowing in suffering and so forth, it's not going to be very effective. But you won't wear out the Almighty. The Almighty always listens and yes. gives due consideration to everything. But what you do and how you do it will govern whether your entreaty is successful. Yes, and we learned that addressing an entreaty is also very, very important. So some people have speculated that all thoughts in a sense of prayers, and I suppose there's some truth to that, but addressing to the divine is critically important. Uh, be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can join as a participant member for free and take part in all our content. We have videos and webinars and uh, downloads, ebooks, all kinds of stuff that uh, keep you busy for a very, very long time. There's a lot that we have gathered. There's a Divine Wisdom database that you can check out as well. And you can access all of that with a participant membership that's eternally free at GetWisdom.com. And we'll be right back right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. 
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They're here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about the mechanics of prayer, essentially. It's kind of popping the hood and taking a look at the mode underneath and seeing how it all runs and how we can make it work for ourselves and what the requirements are. Uh, focus and repetition. So that's that's our focus this uh, this time. Yes, well... The focus, the intention, what it is you want the prayer to do are all important. And it's what we're hearing from Creator in answer to this. A vague, broad prayer gives the divine very little to work with because we're supposed to be in charge. So it's no different than a leader saying, go and fix this problem. Well, that leaves it entirely up in the air what is to happen? What is the nature of the problem? To what extent do you fix part A and part B or what order do you do it in? And what's the most important priority? There's so many details involved with everything that is needed in life. And when you turn over all the decisions to the divine, they become empower- disempowered yeah. because we're supposed to be taking charge and taking action as best we can. Yeah. And, and we've learned from the divine that we're part of a very special experiment of sorts is exactly what was said at the beginning of this show, you know, and that, that, that experiment is for us to take on more responsibility, you know, to, yes. to, to take on more of the management of our own consciousness, our own lives. And so it kind of works against God's purpose for us to place all the burden back on Creator. Yes. You ask Creator, a fully charged battery will store longer than a drained battery. A trickle charger, for anybody who doesn't know, it's like a battery charger that puts a little charge into a battery that, that on a nightly basis. A trickle charger will keep it at full charge even when not in use. Is this perhaps the purpose of daily prayer for protection or other needs, to keep that protection energy available on an ongoing basis and not lose potency over time. All right. And this is what Creator says about this question. This, again, is a good analogy to help people understand that prayers are not static. They are an energy that persists, but energy wants to go somewhere. It wants to flow into action, and it can dissipate or be drained away or be canceled, depending on the actions of the originator. It will be connected to you and will depend on you for continued relevance. This is always taken into consideration. So if you want something to happen even beyond your demise, it is of special value to make that clear in your intention. The power you have in your thoughts and especially your feelings will animate the prayer with a powerful intention. If it is heartfelt in particular, it will be on Creator's wavelength and given the greatest potential answer because it will be using the frequency of love that answers all prayers. And this speaks to the virtue of living your life in divine alignment, which will mean holding a vibration of loving kindness in your thoughts 
and in your heart as much of the time as you can. This becomes natural and effortless when a state of divine alignment is reached and people attain that stature and becomes easier because the person becomes invulnerable and will not be thrown out of balance by adversity. They will simply take it in stride and find a way to overcome it without losing faith, without losing confidence in themselves, and without succumbing to fear and doubt. Holding that vibration of loving kindness is analogous to having a trickle charger that keeps you topped off with energy, having a full tank, plenty to work with, and never being caught shorthanded with an answer, with a solution, with a plan that you can devise that will bring about the righting of a wrong, the restoration of balance, and allow you to get back on track quickly and easily. And when you are in the groove, it will be very rare that something knocks you off your stride. You can hum along and have a life of joy and calm, even tackling heavy duties and responsibilities. You get your life force energy from the divine. What you do with that energy will determine how you feel in any given moment and what the energy might be you have to work with. If you have closed down that lifeline, you may feel tired and depleted. If you are in the flow and have that throttle open wide, you will accomplish much more and have much more to give because you are allowing it in and not diminishing yourself in some way. That state of being can be cultivated through a divine partnership, and you can use prayer requests to make it so. You know, another analogy I just thought of is, imagine you have a swimming pool, and if you never add water to it, it's going to evaporate to the point of not being able to use it at all. It's a lot easier to just, you know, throw in a bucket of water every day, (laughs) as opposed to waiting for it to evaporate all the way down to the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, that's, a, that's another good way of thinking about this. Doing a little bit of work steadily to keep things in place powerfully rather than let you become depleted through an, a kind of neglect or yes. inattention. Yeah, exactly. You asked Creator, can Creator comment on the notion of shelf life when applied to a single lightworker healing protocol session? And how much self-life can be or is already optimized? All right. And this is what Creator tells us. The Lightworker Healing Protocol depends critically on the intention of the practitioner. Their desire for the betterment of the targets of the session is what is used in response to the launching of a protocol session. The power of intention of that individual is used as the fuel to bring relief, help, and healing for the betterment of all targeted. So it will be an incremental contribution in proportion to the state of being of the practitioner, how in alignment they are, their ability to summon a loving intention for a wonderful outcome for the recipients, and to some extent, the energy owing to their mood and well-being of the current moment. Those factors are unavoidable because this is real life and it is always ever-changing. But even though practitioners will vary in their relative wherewithal, the amount of energy and its quality, the Lightworker Healing Protocol has the unique distinction that it is designed to be reused automatically over and over and over again by the divine realm 
to repeat the healing requests in all particulars. So if a person is not having their best day and they do a protocol session to help someone, through the repetition, the divine realm can achieve the needed degree of healing because it will be re-implemented again and again and again as quickly as feasible. So a practitioner with greater reach may get better, more profound results a bit sooner, but all participating in the process can work wonders because that leveraging is an automatic function in the design of the protocol itself to reuse the intention by traveling back in time to the moment it was launched originally. Because it has been created, it will still be in existence and can be borrowed from over and over and over to go out to many recipients and bring benefits to them. This is a perfect illustration of the benefit of a partnership with the divine, that through gaining knowledge and wisdom from the divine, humans can do things never dreamt of before. And the Lightworker Healing Protocol is a perfect example of a dedicated soul wanting keenly to be of service and to help many others and to learn about and overcome any obstacles to the goal of raising up everyone to save and heal not only humanity, but the interlopers desiring humans to fail. That is wisdom on display because healing the perpetrators will heal the victims quicker than working on the victims first. That is an example of a high-level prayer request that has the intention for prioritizing the needs in the highest and best way to help all involved. The more who participate in this enterprise, the quicker the saving and healing of humanity will result. People always have choices to act or not act, to participate or not participate, to save themselves or to not be saved. There are no limits to what the divine can do. If you go to work with the divine, you will get much more accomplished than you can on your own. That is something worth exploring and exploiting as well. It is your birthright. We encourage all to make the most of it. I just kind of want to point out the Lightworker Healing Protocol is really just a long series of prayer requests that a practitioner engages in, bringing to bear their, their strong belief and uh, making, therefore, a very powerful dynamic that can bring great healing. The nice thing of that Creator reveals in this particular channeling is that you can ask for the session to be repeated over and over and over again. And it's important to note for people to, to sit up and take attention to this. You can do that with a prayer. You can ask for that prayer to be repeated by the divine as well. Yes, and let me give an example of that. And by the way, the Lightworker Healing Protocol prayer requests are powerful. They're informed. They're high level. They include a lot of insights and divine wisdom in the way the wording and intentions that result are constructed. So here's an example of a divine type of prayer. This is what we're recommending people use about this current epidemic with coronavirus, COVID-19. Source creator... Each and every day, remove or render harmless all dangerous viruses from myself, my loved ones, 
and apply this prayer again and again as needed to help all infected beings and the earth as a whole to keep everyone safe and restore well-being to the afflicted. All right, so if you pray for the healing of the world, that's fine. But very little will get done because your prayer has got to be divided by seven plus billion human beings floating around. And so each one will get precious little power of intention. If you launch the prayer I just recited for you, that prayer will be done over and over and over for each one of those individuals and any extraterrestrials as well. And it'll be enacted over and over with the same force as the first go-round. That's what you're rendering with this request, using the intelligence to know you can ask for it to be repeated until the objective is accomplished. But you have to ask. That's what this is saying. You have to ask. Yeah, creator's not going to do it on creator's own initiative. Right. You have to bring the initiative and bestow that to creator. It's like a license to operate, essentially. Yeah. And and again, this has extra power, stating that you want the virus removed. Yes. Or rendered harmless is the first objective. And that's something people don't know either. You know, if you just ask to be healed, well, that's fine. Nothing's going to be done for you till you get infected. Right. How about preventing infection? How about taking the virus off the planet altogether? So no one is at risk. And then you have to make play catch up and and, and do the healing to keep them alive. And it's always harder to heal something than to prevent it. Yes. That's why prayer is especially helpful for your whole life. Absolutely. Uh, it, you know, and it, it's important with this scourge that's going on, the coronavirus, that uh, the lessons that we've shared from Creator in this particular episode really are taken to heart. And that people understand that you need to pray, you need to pray with great focus, and repetition, and, and importantly, do it every day. Pray for your own health, your own safety, the health and safety of your loved ones. Do it whenever you feel moved to. Do it every day. Do it multiple times a day. Yes, you can't. Our, you can't tire the greater the divine realm out. <laughs> yes, and our ebook, our free downloadable ebook, has a page of prayers that cover the gamut. Yes, for all the major needs of a person, and you can print that out and have it handy. And take five minutes out of each day and say these prayers, and it will do wonders for you and for your life. Because it asks for all of the right things in all the right ways. Absolutely. And at the very bottom of the page is the very Corona prayer that Carl shared with you just a few moments ago. So be sure to download the prayer book at getwisdom.com slash prayer. Get that uh, PDF, uh, open it up in Word or, or PDF reader. And print out the the prayer page. Stick it in a in a sleeve, a laminate sleeve, maybe. Carry it with you. Put it in the put it next to the throne in the bathroom. You know, wherever wherever it's convenient. And use it, use it, use it. That's all we have time for this week, Carl. Thanks again for everything. All right. Thanks for listening, and be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 